face, let them know I'm a blue Make them haters stoke up, throw that blue and go up Make them haters stoke Country boy, we gon' bring it back. This shit is our year, so we gon' shut it down and handle that and let them haters know another L. Say we not hearing that. Blue and gold, I be wearing that. Them other teams, we not fearing that. That competition ain't nothing. Bulldog, country boy, we gon' bring it back. Throw that blue and gold up. Make them haters throw up. Throw that blue and gold up. Make them haters throw up. Throw that blue and gold up. Make them haters throw up. Throw that blue and gold up.
Good evening, everyone. Bulldog Sports Network. I'm Brett Swinney. My Larry Marshall and Vincent Johnson. Welcome. Zadnin, was Zadnin? I think Vince oh, is here. No. Did he have an accident? It looks like a lamp's on the ground. <laughs> or or <laughs> flip something, huh? It's, it's no. something like that. No way. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna sit in sideways here. <laughs> Vince, are you there? Is everything okay there? Life life happens. I don't know say? that he can. I don't know that he can hear us. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us tonight to this special edition of the weekly wrap up show. The dope edition, as we're going to call tonight's episode. Absolutely. We got Absolutely. a special guest uh, will be joined shortly. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor for tonight's episode, Zono's Insurance. What's up, Shout out to Zoe for sponsoring our show every week. We appreciate you. We got to get you back on sometime. Corey, how's it going? I was going. It is going great night last night. It was a good showing, so really excited about some things to come. So, hey. Good check back with uh, Vincent. You, can you hear us? I don't know if he knows if the camera's on or not. I don't know. We might get some interesting uh, footage here. I, I, I hope not. Wait, <laughs> wait. Hey, hey. There's some movement. Like I said, life happens. Life, life oh, there he happens. is. He's got some good Longhorn uh, blanket going there, though. I like that. Vince, can you hear us? He must not be able to hear us yet. Uh, I thought this. I thought I was going to be some comedy relief. But, no. uh, you never know what you're going to get here on the weekly wrap-up show, Corey. You, just, you, just, you, never, know. you never know. You never know. With that add, that adds to the flavor. You just you know, if it's scripted, it it kind of kind of lose touch a little bit. You know, you don't want it to be so cookie cutter. Got to have some some commentary, some colorful stuff in there. So. Gotta yeah. keep, especially if you're not interested in the sports, you're just watching to support, and you just like what we do. Hey, the funny stuff will fly. Yeah, we're we're definitely entertaining, if nothing else. So absolutely, you're missing out, you're missing out if you're not catching the wrap up show. It's like the uh, uh, commentary times a lot more than that. Absolutely. So uh, I guess we'll just start off by uh, talking about the last week in review here in uh, Bulldog basketball. Um, Corey, uh, we had two games, uh, since we've last spoken, both of them didn't come out in the favor of the Bulldogs, uh, two losses, two tough road games. Uh, what do you take away from those two games so far? Um, you know, it took me a while today. I was kind of, kind of peeling my thumb and, and kind of looking back on, on the both games and night and day. You know, two different teams, night and day, of course, two different opponents. But I, the Lindell game, um, obviously we both wanted that when it ends. You know, we're just kind of tired of seeing Lindell being successful against Chapel Hill or anything. That's our new rival because White House, once again, they don't want to play us. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, we, we came oh, out. Again. <laughs> calling you out. Every show, White House, I'm calling you out. Whenever we can, whenever we can. But, no, I, I mean, Lindell had a good strategy, good game plan against us, um, and we didn't respond well to, to what they had. Uh, late, in the, late in the game, we kind of put it up a contest. We just couldn't make any shots. I think we alluded to a shot like 23%. And, you know, the game didn't go our way. And then we bounced back, and, you know, we go here. Um, 
we go back to uh, uh, a Tyler High. I promise I'm not going to say John Tyler did it again, but Tyler High. And, we you know, we put up a contest. It was it was a good battle, um, and we actually played pretty well. You know, it didn't come didn't, – didn't end the way we wanted it to end, but either way it goes, I'm still happy with the results. Um, I saw a lot of different things that um, – some adjustments that were made. Uh, during the basketball games, the lineup adjustments, some play adjustments, some good things uh, that we could kind of build off of. And, and you know, we looked looked like a total different basketball team the way we played. So that's some good things ahead. Hopefully we can build on that and, and move into the district play. Yeah, I saw a lot of good things, you know, over the first uh, – especially, I mean, Lindell game, there wasn't a whole lot positive come out of that. I mean, there was a little bit, but um, I like the way we responded – uh, playing Tyler High, started off the game. Just what we were doing wasn't working, and we were able to make us some make some good adjustments there, and and get some things. And we'll talk about we continue to talk about the uh, show. I would like to welcome our special guest, the to our weekly wrap up show, Dope Edition, as we're calling it. JD, going on, sir. Hey, what's going on, guys? Got him. It's JD in the booth. What's happening? Hey, so we have our we have our uh, combo show here. We've kind of combined the two for uh, tonight, so it should be fun. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, JD. Oh no problem. Thank you for having me. We were just talking about the last week in Bulldog basketball. You you didn't check the the Lindale game out, but you were there last night. What did you see from Chapel Hill? Oh, man, I, I saw some great things from Chapel Hill. Um, I thought they had they have some great pieces if they learn to utilize them correctly. Um, made some great halftime adjustments, but in the beginning, that's what got them uh, in trouble. You, you you got some like I said, you got some great pieces. You you got to stick to what works for you, and you got to know uh, what you got on the court. And they they came out, they dug a hole, they couldn't recover from that hole, even though they worked hard. But you got to learn to get your big men down in the post and get them involved in the game so they have some confidence. And then you can learn to kick the ball out once you get it going in the paint. So I think for me, that was the biggest thing. I didn't realize that y'all were going to be that big. But boy, (laughs) they got some horses down there. It's like, my God. We we grow them big down in the the hill. Hey, look, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah y'all, was... y'all got some, y'all got some good, y'all got some good things going for you. Hey, hey, we got, we got uh, Corey. Did you see that check that came in from Old? I saw the check. I saw the check. <laughs> Cole T, Mister T, go talk to your coach in White House and, and get this game back on, man. We're we're ready. I think last time I checked, White House was like four and twelve or four and thirty. I don't think they're ready. So I, I tell you what, whenever. If if and whenever we play, we gotta have him on. Yeah. If yeah, and we'll whenever have... we play beforehand, either football or basketball, I still want to have him on just, just because. I, 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 <laughs> those things like he's probably he may not know. I don't know if he followed this White House team this year, but they've been a little down. Uh, part of the reason why they won't schedule us, I have a feeling. Oh, he responds to that. They're not good. Oh, hey, I see that. <laughs> gonna be honest. I, that's one thing about Cole. He's gonna be honest. <laughs> He's gonna tell you. Yeah, we uh, we just want the, we just want the game. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game, packed house, like we saw last night. Uh, oh man, 
a game that that hasn't been played since 2011 probably hasn't been scheduled. I imagine that was probably a uh, maybe a Wagstaff game because it was like a a 12-28 game like in the Christmas break. So I imagine that was probably a Wagstaff classic game, a game that probably hasn't been scheduled scheduled on the schedule in no telling how long. And it, and it it was like the the rivalry had never stopped. Like it was a packed house, great crowd from both sides. Just just impressive. Absolutely. We got Chris Chris on tonight too, guys. We got Chris. Going on, Chris. Chris Blevins. Welcome, Chris. I got some good news for you, Chris. Your commercial has been completed by Mr. Jared Jones, and it will be on the telecast Friday night. But thanks for sponsoring, Chris. As always, thanks for tuning in. So Chris will be excited. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's one of our loyal listeners here. Oh, here's he's got some more. He's got something else for us. Yep, he said when he was a JT, he used to play Chapel Hill in the wax. Well, that's a game that should happen every year after last night. Yeah, and and and, yeah, and it was. Both- and we all bring up that point, and, and, and I don't think you can kind of bring it up. I see Carl think Carl made a comment. Absolutely. Those games, those games aren't – and we've, we've said that numerous times. We touched on that even last night during the telecast, and we were talking about, you know, me and the fellas, that's so dumb. We talked about it at that time. The, the atmosphere of the game, you know, if we could have brought back that old-time atmosphere to now, like the games felt like they were so much bigger and they meant so much more then. It, it just made a difference. It's a lot of bragging rights to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and then once again, and, I, and I'll say this, there's no knock to these teams now. It was almost as if each school had a really good basketball team. Yeah. You know, every school, like, I'm just, I'm just going to say, Lee had a good team. John Tyler had a good team. Chapel had a good team. White had a good team. Lindell was good. Um, Henderson, Henderson Kilgore was good. But, you know, Van was really good. Grace was good. TK Gorman was good. All Saints, everybody in the surrounding area, Tyler, they were pretty good at basketball. And, of course, they had their run. And, of course, you know, but I mean, every school was, was really good. And so it wasn't abnormal to have a packed house, especially when we got together and played basketball. So I wish we could kind of bring that flair back to it. And that, that's, that's a lot. It won't be anything like that. Hopefully it will be sometime in the future, but as of right now, it's not the same. Yeah. So, Vince, what's your take, given, uh, given your thoughts? Uh, the last two games, Lindell and John Tyler, or Tyler Hyde, I'm sorry. What, what did you see? Um, we got we got some talent, that's for sure. Um, I think me and JD we talked a lot about how we play. Um, and me and him kind of saw me and, well we saw eye to eye on how we felt like we should be playing uh, versus how we were playing. And um, I like again I like the talent we have. I think I, I would like to see the ball be spread around more. Uh, I feel like there are a couple of people who, who wasn't getting touches that I felt like should have. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Number when, they, to be when, they, 
when they made the adjustment in the second half, um, you can tell it shows. You know, like, listen, no no disrespect to Tyler Hyde. They got some shooters. They came out shooting, you know. Um, and they got one guy who didn't miss a bucket until the end of the game when he kind of threw one up. So um, they, they got some talent, but I felt like we should have really pushed them to their limits. And, and when I say that, I mean, like, we tried to play the way they were playing up. To me, that's what it seemed like at first. We were just trying to match bucket for bucket. You know? um, it wasn't working. Shots wasn't falling. And I'm me and JD over there, you know, we screaming like, let your big man take care of it. He big yeah, yeah, one out. Y'all had the old man, the old man. It don't work, it don't work. It don't all well. Hey, you know, he's the biggest one out there. Like, let him take care of it. And then I started to see in the second half a lot of um transition where they were they started letting him become part of the offense. Right. Uh, and and not even just him. There were a couple of other guys that came off the bench, and one in particular that I was questioning. And I was kind of like, how come he ain't came? You know, he's been sitting there the whole time, you know. And then they threw him in there at the end, and it kind of it kind of worked for a second. Right. Outsized them, you know. And and so they, I I don't want to say it like made them nervous or scared or anything like that, but it was harder to shoot over all of that height, and mm-hmm. that gave us opportunities because. Not only were they having trouble shooting over the height, we were getting the rebounds now. Um, and you still got your, your guys like Tyson that are making plays and stuff, stealing the ball and everything. It gave us the opportunity, the edge we needed to close that gap. And I just think that if we'd have made that that uh, adjustment in the first half instead of the second, we probably would have came out on top of it. Not to say that they would be good, but it would have been a little more competitive in the first half. But we dug a hole in the first half and we had to get out of it. Uh, so, uh, but it, overall, it was a good game. Uh, again, the atmosphere I, I loved. Uh, you know me, I'm a little cautious, a little more crowded for my taste. <laughs> but at the same time, I got lost in the game real quick. Um, was, the refs, you know, I'm always be a stickler when it comes to the refs. You know, I'm always have a couple of words. You know, it it, it's all out of love. It's all out of love. Hey, we know where that white Corvette is. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I know that white Corvette point, is. They had a. I don't know if Jay remember this, but they uh, it was a bad. <laughs> no, no, bad no. Call. Go on and say it was a bad call. It was a bad call. <laughs> but it was a bad call. <laughs> and Jay, he was he, he just like snapped over there on my right. He was like, he was like, man, that was a, that was a, that was a horrible call. That was horrible. I I just kind of looked at that. And I said, I appreciate that, real. I don't know how much that's going to cost me, but I got you next week. <laughs> you know, but then they turned around and they, they called another bad call against us that time. And I was like, you know what? I can't fool with y'all. I can't, I tell I'm them, I, I'll fool take it. Now. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it was, overall, it was it was fun, though. Fun experience. Uh, I invite anybody to, um, if you haven't been to a game yet, um, you missed out on that one because that one was a real good one. Uh, oh, I don't know if every game after that is going to have that same kind of feel to it, but it's basketball, you know, and, and that's that's the reason to show up. Right. Um, I, I think we I think we got something, you know. We just got to – we, we got to spread the – I think we really need to spread the ball around. 
I ain't trying to hold it, uh, you know, set on that. But I mean, I I think that was really what was driving me nuts in the first half. I was watching people who were trying to force, trying to force up shots, you know, <clears throat> taking on the whole team by themselves. And I'm like, I, I would just you drawing in the defense, kick it out to one of your other guys sitting on the corner. If he miss, he miss. Right. Give him an opportunity. Let him shoot. So you you you, uh, you hit the nail on the head, like we've been saying um on and off the mic as well you know i'd like to see us go inside out um and i think the the times that we watched lindell play the time that we watched kilgore play um our bigs aren't you know considered a threat to score um and we become a jump shot shooting basketball team and it's easy to play defense against a team that that shoots the basketball but it's also even easier to play defense against a team that doesn't make the shots so, and it's easy to rebound. So, as far as as far as we go, and I think this is just a part of the game. You kind of understand and realize and recognize your personnel. I'm not saying we can't shoot. We just haven't been making shots lately. Um, as far as the volume as we as we should be, um, but you know, everybody in a con in a, in an offensive style in a continuity offense, you want to make sure everybody touches the ball, and the ball should reverse, and the ball should go from side to side. Not, you know, you kind of want to get to the point in time where you're breaking defense down and making the defense work. And the Lindell game, we didn't do that. We didn't do that at all. And, and we kind of got stale. We couldn't make a shot. We couldn't even make free throws. Couldn't get in the rhythm. And, you know, this game, the second half, you know, we started out, we kind of moved the ball a little bit more. But at the end of the day, it was a loss, almost too late for us to come back in the basketball game because we couldn't, we didn't defend, and we let a lot of layups go late. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later because I had a lot of stuff I wrote down from the game that I remember. It's kind of kind of bothered me. Y'all know me, and I, you know, basketball is like, you know, it's like my little thing. He's a nitpicker. <laughs> but it's like I'm, watching, I'm like, man, that you know, any. You don't give up layups, okay? I'm just gonna go ahead and say you most definitely one time. Like that drives coaches nuts, yeah. especially when your defense is established. If you let someone go by you and it's a wide open layup, it's no. It, so it's, okay, it's, all right. We can do after yeah. that. We're going. I didn't know he was gonna do this though. I didn't know he was gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about, about it. I noticed that twice. I, I may have missed the third time, but I noticed that twice, and I was like. We just not playing D? What are, what are we doing? You know? What's up? I'm like, why are you just playing? I know you're faster sometimes, sometimes your defense breaks down. Sometimes your defense breaks down. Absolutely. I, I got you. But it's it's a it's a nah, it's that, a that was, that it's was, a because it's like that's a principle. Like that's the golden rule. You don't give up layups. Like that group like like, like, is completely broken down. Like, don't do that. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't too I wouldn't with that. There's three things that will never get you clocked. At any point, at any level, all right? Giving up a layup on the defensive end, that'll never get you clocked. No, no. Giving up an offensive rebound on a free throw, that'll, well, that'll definitely let, get just you. Put a, just, put a body, just put a body on somebody. Let's, like, let's, yeah. let's not talk about free throws. Yeah, and then and then what? turnover, you just throw the ball away. Like multiple turnovers. Like those three things will never get you clocked, period, at the end. Man, the turnover. And, turnover. and offensive rebound is – you know, you could you put a body on somebody, I give you that. But off of a free throw, they get the oh come on, bro. You never bro. get in the game. You never get in the game from that. But you well, don't they, they never set themselves up for second chance points on the free throws. That was a big killer. 
I, you're trying to get away from the speed of uh, Tyler High running back, putting your four men back, and got the one free throw shooter. So you don't have an opportunity for free throw uh, second chance points. Which, I, I that drove me like crazy. I don't like that strategy. I think you should always, if you've got a chance to put somebody in, unless it's just the end of the game and you're yes, trying sir. not to foul or give a lane violation. Other than that, there should always be as maximum guys in because you never know yes. what kind of bounce it's going to take and you can get an extra possession out of it. There that's, you go. That's, that's a strategy. Like that. That's a strategy. I know Coach Marquez does it at TJC. He started doing that too. And that's a, that's a defensive strategy. But well, this is me. Bro. When when you get down by 19 points, you can't take that chance. Then use that strategy the rest of the game. No, I mean, it's certain, like I said, certain things that you see and certain philosophies that you have, and you know, some things you may you make adjustments for in the first half or the second half. I completely understand. It's not a normal thing, you know. Most coaches would do. I, I know I've seen it happen quite often, uh, especially at the uh, at the at the D1 level and the JUCO level. They do it now, but I mean, I understand it. You know, it's a strategy. You know, does it work all the time? It's just like a zone defense. I mean, you switch you switch different zone defense to see what works the most. You know, yeah. but at the end of the day, the, the principle of the zone is to not give up. Uh, it's, to, it's to force them into whatever shot that you want them to have. And if they end up getting the layup, it's not working either way. Right. I know you may get intimidated by the full court press, but my God, you cannot throw the ball coast to coast. You just can't. There was too many turnovers because of that alone. And I was just like, man, no way, bro. Like, okay, you probably thought it was a good idea the first time. But after that, you got to kind of – first of all, I believe in my team 100. 100, I believe in my squad. And one of the guys that threw the ball away, and I was sitting there thinking in my head, I'm like, bro, you got all the handles and then some more. Like, if you don't put this dude in the blender and blow by him, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? No, you got the shakes. <laughs> he, he, he threw that ball from far corner to intercept it. I mean, I mean, sometimes, sometimes the court. Sometimes when you're playing and you see the court, and I, I remember, I can't remember who said it, but I remember, I don't know. I've had 20 coaches I've been under. You know, the first time you see them, first time you see the guy giving the basketball. A lot of times the defense reads your eyes, and the good yeah. defense gonna read your eyes. So right. exactly when you say when you're dribbling the ball, a lot of times they tell you to look at the actual goal, use your peripheral vision to make a pass so the defense doesn't read your eyes. So when you're making a play, if you see him running down court, that's why you want the ball in the middle of the court. That's why you want it, you know, so you can see guys running. If you see the guy running, I don't care if you throw the ball down the court. I'd rather you throw the ball away and throw it down court than to get a turnover you know, by trying to go coast to coast or trying to yeah. five different people. I read to you. That lets me know. That no, you man. I, I was sitting there thinking, like, listen, I know them kids play 2K. And you know you can't do it on 2K. There ain't no need to be doing it out here. Yeah, you that computer, computer's going to steal that one every time. Every single time. And that's how Jason, excuse that's how I, how, how I was looking. <laughs> they were looking like 2K. They, they were out there looking like NBC. It looked like it was open for a minute. And he lobbed that bad boy out there, and then all of a sudden you see somebody in a white jersey come out of nowhere like this. Yep. <laughs> and and but right. it happens. that happens for sure. Yeah, I'm on, happens, we're, gonna, we're gonna go ahead. And, we're gonna take this chance right now to uh, give a shout out to our uh, two players of the game since this, since we last uh, spoke. First off, we'll uh, see a clip of our player of the game for the Lindell game. 
Let's see if they can get one good shot in. I think Deuce is going to take this one. And he does. And he makes it from like 35 feet. We needed that one. Wow. What a shot by Deuce. He's taking it on his back this quarter. That's his third three of the quarter. And Chapel is down 15. Oh my, down 15. Player of the game for Chapel Hill last Friday night in Lindale, Deuce McGregor. Six threes in the game, a total of 19 points. Pretty much the only guy that could shoot anything in the basket. I mean, Chapel Hill was 23% from the field and only lost by 10 you, you on know, the road. You had nights like that where everybody was always getting cold. Uh, Man, I'm starting to. I'm really starting to hate Linda. I, I can't help it. It's starting to happen. I, it, it's going on. I went to Chapel Hill, but I spent most of my life living in Linda. You know, so I, I, and my my folks came from Linda and Van, but I'm starting to hate them because it seems like every time we get together, Chapel Hill can't get it together. And hey, I, you weren't there. You weren't there at the game. <laughs> you, you weren't even there at the game, Vince. If you were there at the game, it would be even worse. Bro, I just, I, I, I probably would snap. I probably would snap. And, and I'm not even, and I'm not even fooling y'all. But I, I'm, I'm starting to feel some type of way about Linda. I can't help it. Hey, and you weren't, we're talking about the game. Yeah, it was so the game. This is pregame, and it happened both football and basketball. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like we can't get it together when we play Lindale. Well, I'm going to tell you what I saw. that White House complex all over again, man. It's like I don't get it. It's the thing you can't see that's controlling it. Bro, I'm sounding crazy just talking about it. If you know, you know. If you, yeah, it's one of the, if you know, you know. It's the thing you can't see that controls everything. For some reason, we play. He sound like in the matrix. Everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. All that stuff we've been doing right in practice. All that stuff we done did right. We done smacked seventeen other teams before we got here. Right here, man. We get to Linda. It's right here. It's right here. We get to Linda, and it all falls apart. It is. It's mental. Yeah, you like, know, we saw uh, Tyson Berry. I mean, he's had rough nights from the field, but I think I mean, that was one of the roughest I've seen him ever. And he's, and he's, he's, he's the best I've seen him. I mean, free throws, nothing was going in. Like, I don't know what it takes to get over there. What happened to Georgia? They finally got over that hump. Georgia got over the hump. Georgia. Hey, congratulations, Georgia. I'm glad you brought that up. That took that took Georgia, uh, a few angels in the outfield, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Some, some prayer warriors. It was it was going to take control of that. It, it took a couple of gators to come over there and talk to them too. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you gonna throw it's the gators in there? It's hey, some gators. You, you, you know how I am. Did some gators transfer to Georgia? Oh no! Ain't, we we just had a talk. We just had a talk. Yeah, we just had a talk. Yeah, you know, he, he, he started talking. He, he he getting in that Gator talk, boy. We be here all night. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to the JT game, and uh, this isn't the player of the game. This is the uh, the play of the game. Uh, Bulldog Sports Network play of the game. Oh, and Huddleston throws it into the first row. 
Good block. Nice block by Huddleston. Playing a game this far. Man. Buddy pin it to the glass. Corey called it. I, mean, I, 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 I was like, yeah, send that to the moon. <laughs> the first row, I was like, oh, that's, that's, uh, we got to give that one some shout out. So, shout out to uh, Mr. Huddleston. Uh, he got the play of the game, not the player of the game. The player of the game goes to this young man. Big shot. Brisbane, three pointer. Oh, he buries it with a step back. The freshman drills the three. You know, I was gonna break that up. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Brisbane. I saw who uh who pulled that step back off. I was like, man, he's got that step already. Yeah, he's he's got some skills. Hey, two K, two K. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. First of all, when, when Hosen got the block, that should have been that should have been the gasoline to the fire. Okay. Oh yeah. That was it. That was a momentum thing. It just, I don't know. When I was watching the game, when I was calling. Of course, I'm trying to be calm for the telecast. But I'm like, okay, if I'm on the sideline and I'm in the huddle, I'm doing it. Like that's it. Like we got to get going. Like. That, there is nothing more intimidating than a block, okay? A block, you pin somebody's stuff to the glass, you block a dunk. A dunk over a shot blocker or somebody blocking a shot, trust me, my brother blocked my shot all the time. That's very intimidating. I already knew that. Every time I wanted to shoot, that, we had I every single day blocked my shot. That's because your brother was like half a foot taller than you, Corey. It doesn't matter. We stopped playing ball when yeah. he started blocking my shot. It doesn't matter. I'm still shooting. He's been telling you your whole life. I, I got tired of it. Yes, yeah, I, I had to live with a shot blocker. I had to get tired of it. But you know what? The shot blockers, are, once you start playing ball long enough and you know a shot blocker's around, it will make you change your whole perception of shooting baskets. So yeah. once you get that enforcer in there, I want to see Hudson do that more often. He can do it. Just kind of unlock it a little bit. It's a lock. It be that enforcer. You grow through him. You get it. I wanted that to be that momentum in the game to get us going. So hey, we're not we're not giving up layups. Somebody's well, he got have, us. I want somebody to say that. He did have 13 points, and uh, of course, uh, Brisbane led the way with 15. So, yeah. Um, I mean, two guys, tough shots. two guys that we haven't seen do a whole lot this season had their best games of the night, and it was a tough decision there. And really, Huddleston had it until the end as, as Brisbane kind of picked up that last that fourth quarter. And what Corey and I were discussing, and I don't know if y'all noticed this, uh, Brisbane started, Chapel Hill was pretty close. He went to the bench in the second quarter. That's when Tyler Howe went on that run and put the put a big lead in front. He in the second half. And so the plus minus on Mr. Brisbane was probably pretty good uh, overall because when he was on the bench, just when Tyler High made the run. And so something that we noticed, one of the reasons why I, I thought he deserved that player of the game, he played his best game of the season, and when he was in the game, he made a difference. He he didn't just Absolutely. settle for threes. He can hit the three, but he went inside and forced a couple of fouls. He went to the line a lot in free throws. Uh, and they're going to need him. With the games we're going to talk about coming up on the schedule, um, they're going to need him to step up and hide a good minute for this team. And so, I'm, I'm going to mention this. I'm going to mention yeah. this. I, this, is, this has been bothering me. This has been bothering the hell out of me. And I said hell because I was. it's been bothering me, okay? We don't score easy enough. 
Okay, we do not score, and I, I don't want to say layups. We don't get enough high percentage shots, and and the the second half when we kind of start getting the ball more, we kind of start getting the ball more to to huddle stuff. The game opened up for us in the half court, and we kind of went inside it. Even though we didn't make three pointers, I, I don't care about that. The opportunity to score higher higher percentage shots was available. And the game slowed down, and the defense had to work a little bit. Brisbane scored with 13 points in the game. That's fine, but a lot of that it wasn't it wasn't through continuity. A lot of that you had to create that. We've got to find a way. We've got to find a way. We've got to find a way to get higher percentage shots because we can't allow. We because in the game it makes you easy to scout. If you're not, if you, if you don't have enough continuity, enough ball moving from from side to side, or making the defense shift, we've got to find an easier way to score or a more high percentage way to score points. And I'm not gonna say I'm not nitpicking, but I'm I'm getting excited because I see the potential. I already know the potential was there. I see the potential, but these little wrinkles, little wrinkles that you know maybe that could change some things a little bit in a basketball game. It just doesn't has like not like pulling teeth because hey, you cannot rush your hat on shooting three pointers. That ain't gonna happen. You live by the three, you die by the three. Right. Not, I saw the Dallas Mavericks tonight. They shot what ten of, of forty. I want to say twenty some points. They were twenty three percent at one point. They were horrible. You can't, you can't live by that. They're pros. You can't live by that. And this is high school. You've got to find a way to score points and make and and create and create havoc on the defensive end for the other for the opposing team. You got to be harder to guard. And and for me, we've got the speed. The speed is not the issue or the problem. Speed is the speed is there. We've got to find a way to get guys more motion to the basket. Everything's got to be to the basket. I, I don't know. That's just my, my pet peeve. I've just been kind of harping on it today. I, look, I, I'm a I'm a backdoor you I don't I don't know about the speed. I saw some good things. I kid, I kid you not. You you guys need you, like me and Vince. We said it. You got to go inside out. And I know you th- the three point life is not you. You live and die by it. But in order to create some 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 easier shots, y'all have y'all have oh gosh, y'all got a lot of big men. No, they gotta go inside out. And whether that's uh, once you get the ball in, you got some picks being set, you got some motion running, get it running, guys open. They gotta run the ball to, it, it, through the big men. And they don't run it through the big men enough because I saw a lot of point guard going to the basket, going to the basket, going well, to the basket, and not the getting anybody else involved in the game. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm big okay. men were playing in the, in the first half how they weren't even – when literally we were, we, we were on the offensive, they literally were taking breaks. You know, they were kind of just chilling a little yeah. bit. They just standing there, you know – and you, can just, you know, they're not trying to get over. They're not trying to look for the ball. They're not, none of that. None of it. I'm going to pick you back. That's why I'm I was like, so irritating. I was like, man, okay, you're taking, you're taking these shots. And I don't even really think that we shot a whole lot of threes. Because there was a couple times when I was thinking, like, they backing up late. They want you to shoot. Like, they I'm want you to shoot. So listen, I'm gonna piggyback. I'm gonna piggyback off of what you just said because I don't mind the guards get into the lane and after the defense breaks down and going for a layup. Right. To do that's the percentage shot that I want you to take. That right. Means, that means the ball has reversed and we found a gap and we attacked the gap and we didn't right. just stay settle for a three pointer. Now when we attack the gap, it's also the big's responsibility 
Allah to know exactly where you are in the offense and be ready to receive the pass. Because guess what? If the defense, if you beat my, if I beat my man and the defense is there, you got to be able to catch it. I'm right. using example. I made it wasn't a part of the game plan by the way they were But that's but that's playing basketball. It doesn't have to be a game plan. That's just playing basketball. I didn't play. I didn't. I didn't play basketball long. Uh, but I remember when I did play, uh, how the I was I, they was always telling me and telling everybody, keep your feet moving, you know. Uh, and I saw a lot of just just standing there, just you know. Well, waiting when you stand around, when you stand around, the defense can stand around, and so they're yeah, you exactly. So there was, and, uh, and they can cover so more so people that way. Man, our big man was standing there. And and pretty much that defense is standing today. He ain't open. He ain't gonna get open. He just he not moving. You know. And, That's what happened. Lindell uh, game. The Lindell game was real bad. About yeah. they they sat and ran that zone. Well, Lindell just they didn't have to move. They were resting on defense because yeah. we were passing it and we weren't making them shift. The defense we tried wasn't things. Just didn't work. Yeah, it, no, it, it, I think that I, I do love the adjustment to the, in the second half. I just felt Ooh. like. We could have got that adjustment in the first half, because even they, even even Tyler High made an adjustment in the first half, and which which really became the landslide is when they switched over to that full court. When they switched to that full court. That's when the turnovers started going, because you got big men down the floor that ain't even they they not a part of the game right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was it, it almost felt like at one point it's like five against three. They you know, sped the game up. They sped the game up. They they did and that. we handled the press well. I thought we handled the press pretty well, to me. I thought we did. So I just, we we, we should. Like, we going to get them. I think it's just because, like, my nature is uh, I, I like bees. You know, I like the bees. You know, I'm I'm a big I'm a big Shaq fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I start when I build a team, I tell you out there, I'm going to start with my bees. I'm going to start it's with dirty the down there, bees. You want to go down there, it's dirty. Yeah, so so naturally, me and me and JD sitting there talking. You know, we we chatting it up, and I'm just like, man, it's me. I just I just kick it to him. Let him let him. If he miss, he miss. But man, we jacking up we jacking up some bad shots, missing anyway. At least I'm gonna give it to my big and give him an opportunity. He right. You know, and it wasn't just him. There was some other guys that I was seeing. Oh, there was a again. I was pointing out there was one kid that I was wondering. I was like, man, I was like, I know he, he may not be a part of the. the Particular game plan we got right now, but you know the the the, uh, the gap is widening. So I was like, you know what, throw him out there. And then in the second half, they did throw him out there, and that gap started to close a little bit. And I was yes, sir. I started to notice like they're trying to take, they're trying to put up shots, but now they're taking bad shots because they're shooting over these guys. And and so I um I just thought in my head like man like I to me is as talented as we are. I, you gotta play through those bigs. You gotta play through those bigs when you get in situations like this. What uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to think that we just Lord have mercy. Yeah. That kid don't mix. That I don't think we design the offense around the big, but as far as getting him more touches, as far as creating creating enough space where we're attacking and allowing the big to be able to receive a pass, that's what I'm looking for as far as that finding a way to get higher percentage shots and getting them more involved in the offense, if that that opens up a lot of different avenues. It opens up a three-point shooter. It opens up, you know, getting to the free throw line. It opens up getting them involved in the offense and you're scoring. Now, there's a difference between having 
a low post presence and just having a big. You know, you can have a low post presence. Shaq is a low post presence. He's he's good offensively and good. He's got he moves his feet. You know, got good awareness. Got good hands. That's a low post presence. You just have a big. You got a big. Now we have a big. I'm not saying host is horrible, but I'm saying he's a big. He's he's a football guy. You know, he's got he's got this is helping his feet, and, and I want to see him. But I think, I believe, I believe. He has that ability. I want to see him get more touches and get more active in oh, it because I, I started you. doing that. I started doing that game, and, and I just wanted to unlock that. I don't know if it's confidence or what, but I want to see him unlock it. And we're and we're. I know, I know he's got the ability. It's it's almost like it's almost it's almost like we're baking a cake. You know, it's almost like we're baking a cake, and the ingredients haven't mixed in yet. It's like we're still getting the eggs, we're still getting the milk, we're still getting, and like, oh, now we gotta add this, and, and now we gotta add this. Sugar you know, it, we've got to combine well, all the we're pieces. Right out of, we're right out of football season too, Corey. Remember, we haven't played a whole lot of games, and we had the, the Christmas break in between there. But you can't really count that. We got no. played in a couple games together, then they had the break, week off, then they had the tournament where they played a few, then they had another week off, and a lot of not many practices. Maybe no, some games there. And so I think as the season goes, you'll see that things get better. And um, kind of to steer this to the next topic here, we're going to talk about uh, the results and now the district standings as we stand right now. Um, for those of y'all that didn't hear, uh, there were three games that went on other than us since we had the bye and we, we had a uh, non-district game. The big game of the night, Bullard 59-57 winners – over Lindale. What? Yeah. It was at Bullard. The game was at Bullard. Uh, they won by two. So Bullard moves to 4 0 in district play. Uh, must have been some sneaky referees over there. Bullard's pretty good. Bull- Bullard's solid, uh, as we'll see here in a second. And then the, the shocker of the night for me was this one Henderson, 46 36 winners over Kilgore. One that was a shocker. That was a shocker to me. Now, I wasn't seeing Henderson play, but they have predominantly not been very good in basketball. They've been pretty much bottom of the barrel. And uh, and then, of course, Spring Hill beat Cumberland for their district win. They, they kind of the two uh, teams that hadn't won. And I'll just kind of throw the district standings up here. Uh, this is where we stand at this moment. Bullard 4-0 and Henderson 3-0. So, those are the two next opponents for Chapel Hill. So, Chapel Hill – Right now is in good. So you you look at these standings and they're and they're a little mis they're a little mis uh, misinterpreted. Uh, you got Kilgore, who has not played Spring Hill or Cumberland. So I mean, you got to figure that they're probably going to pick up wins in those games. And I kind of did a a Brett's guess on what I thought the district standings would look like at the end of the first round. Me, I have Kilgore and Henderson at three and three. I think Henderson's about to hit their tough stretch. Henderson's going to play Lindale, Chapel Hill, and Bullard, the last three. Mm. So I think Lindale has played. I, I just think that my mind is I think they're going to they're going to take some take some here, and they're going to slide down. Now you got Lindale at one and two, and they've got left Henderson, which that'll be a good game. Spring Hill and Cumberland. So you got to figure Lindell's winning two of those. 
and I've got them winning all three. So to, to be at four and two after the first round, Kilgore, like we said, they've got the two easy ones left. They're going to be three and three, it looks like. And then I've got Chapel Hill over Bullard Friday night, which is going to put Chapel Hill and Bullard tied at five and one through the first round. Now, I think it's at home. I think that's why Chapel Hill can take that one. But that's and I've got them beating Henderson because Chapel Hill has Bullard, Henderson, and Spring Hill. You got to figure Spring Hill is going to be a win, and then you got the Henderson and Bullard games. And I, I think Chapel Hill can beat both of those teams. We played with did last night in the second half. They'll be both of those. What uh, what what do y'all see? I mean, what surprise y'all as far as the results and the standings that we we have right now? Well, I'm I'm just gonna say, rip it off the page. You know, don't fall asleep in the district. You know, and and I, I'm if y'all haven't noticed, I'm hyped up for this for this for this you know this wrap up show. By the way, I'm hyped up. I'm I'm ripping a bandaid off. No, don't don't go to sleep in the district. You know, this is conference time. You go take care of business on the road. And like I said before, you win you win the games at home. Take care of home first. If you can win the game at home, you're good. And then steal the ones you're not supposed to win on the road. You're not supposed to win in Bullard. You're not supposed to win. You didn't win in Lindale, but that's okay. But you, you bounce back. Win win the game in Bullard and have to have a hard time for them to come in, in Chapel Hill to play because we owe them one anyway. We lost that game against Bullard at home last year, so we owe them two. Oh, that was so, and that, and that last year. This, that wasn't the same team last year. Bullard, that was their first district win. We gave them yeah. their first district win. We had, we were tied with Lindell at that point. Probably going to play off for number one seed, and then ended up losing that game to Bullard. It cost us a seed. And this, and this is the opportunity for them to be locked in. I know Brett said, you know, hadn't had a lot of practices, and you, we've gone through a tournament time. We've played some some interesting games thus far. It's time to get locked in. Okay, yes. I we saw. All four of us saw with our own eyes, and I know we've been very critical today, but we saw a hell of a basketball team in the second half. Oh, yeah. Tyler High is very athletic, but we saw a different basketball team in the second half. And I know there was a lot of criticism, this, that, and the other. Forget all that. We saw a good basketball team in the second half, a better basketball team in the second half. And it wasn't a lot of three-point shooting. It was a lot of good basketball play inside out. Some things didn't work, but that's okay. We were down. Had the game happened in the second half, it's a different basketball game. So I know what we can do. We know what we can do. Let's turn this thing around. Let's get back on the right track. Let's get this win. Let's get in the win column. Let's go to Bullard. Let's, let's play at home. Take care. Take care of home. Take care of home. Set the president. Set the message. Hey, we're not. We're not letting Bullard come in to beat us. Get, get intent. We need to be intimidating. They don't need to have any advantage at all coming in our house and we saying, need, "Oh, we Chapel Hill." You can't beat Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. We need we need a student section and we need a fan support. That's what we need. Absolutely. We need a home and and, we, and I talked about this today with somebody. I can't remember who it was, but Bullard's going to bring. Uh, they're going to bring fans. Yeah, and they will, and they are. So we don't. But we, I'll we, tell we, you why. What we don't want to do is we want to not have them the home court advantage in our own gym, and that could happen. Right. We don't bring out the fan support. They're going to pack their side. I have, I have a good feeling that board, especially the, with the season they're having this year. Yeah, Bullets is going to come out. Bullets going to three games. Three games they've lost all season. Um, so they're having an incredible season. New coach uh, Dean Knuckles coming from La Pointer, which La Pointer's always been a good program. Yes. And, uh, yes. And so they got an excellent hire. I'll give Bullard props on that. That was an excellent hire by them. 
is an excellent basketball coach, and his son is a very good player as well. So that's just a bonus. Um, and they've been they've been playing well. Um, I've kind of seen some of them on on film. They're pretty much the same team as last year, uh, addition to uh, the coach's son. A lot of movement. A lot of they want to shoot the three. They will they, shoot the three. It's just something you got to get your hand in their face. You can't leave open for three. And so if we can do that, take care of the ball, because you know they're gonna they're gonna be smart and take care of the ball. So I wonder how much pressing we're gonna be able to do. Because if we press too much and they just break it down and, and are give we give them layups, we may have to throw something different. Yeah, and, and we can't we we can't play in like like I said, I'm I'm back on my horse again. I'm back on my horse again. It is what it is. We we cannot play lazy defense and go for a steal and get in foul trouble. We can't play lazy defense and not box out and go or jump over the back and have the referees call over that. We can't have those penalties. We got we have to play sound defense. One possession, get the rebound, secure it, get back on offense. If the game plan is for us to score in transition because we're not scoring in half court, get the ball and go. That means you have to play sound half court defense and eliminate and only allow them to have one possession and then get the ball out and run. If that's what the game plan is, we have to secure that and do that as a game plan. You can't do it halfway. You can't halfway play defense and halfway expect you to get a fast break. It doesn't work that way. So we've got to secure the rebound, push it in transition, score in easy baskets, don't miss layups, secure the ball, and we have to stay focused. These things we have to do. We've seen it happen. Great press break last, I mean, last night. So we've seen what you can do. Let's do it. Let's execute. Pity pad is over. This chapter is Bulldog basketball. You've seen it, Brett. Vince, you've seen it. J.D., you, you know, you was a JT, but you, you've heard about it. There's a standard that we have, believe it or not, at Chapel Hill playing basketball. There's gold balls, and there's a state championship game trophy in there. We didn't win, but it's okay. We have a history of playing basketball. Play up to that standard. Win the game. Let's go. I'm hyped. Corey, Corey's fired up. I'm oh, hyped. Tell you talk about that. Oh, he's got a lot to be fired up about. Hey, I told you, we talk basketball today. Let's go. You got a lot to be fired up about, though. I like what I saw. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good going on right now. And like I said, the way the schedule looks, I mean, Chapel Hill's two wins away from putting themselves on top of the district after the first round through. Because you beat, you beat Bullard and you beat Henderson. Now you're at least three-way tie, and you beat both of those guys. So in essence, you're in first place after one round. That's all. That's all that's necessary right now. Absolutely. So, I, mean, I mean, don't worry about the games previous. We we, we just we we let an egg in Lindale pretty much. I mean, that, that was one of the worst shooting performances I've ever seen. We ended it. We ended it now. We're gonna end it now. Hopefully, we end it now. back to that second time around, and we bring a crowd out like Lindale had. We get the fans, we get the student section, like I hope we can do. And man, it could be a heck of a game. There was never a time I can remember Lindell came and played us and they were, oh, we're going to beat you up here. Hey, not happening. Bullet, Bro, not happening. I, I saw Lindell at the Wagstaff Classic. So they beat Legacy. And this is just from my take. Uh, they play some sound basketball. If you was going to take a loss, then. I think that was the best loss because I watched those kids eat against Legacy. I'm not saying that Legacy was any better, but they got some they got some basketball players, and they got a football player on the team that when he get in, I mean, if they got a lead, 
Uh, I'm sure you, you guys saw that dude start filing some people. But <laughs> I, outside of that, they, they do have some basketball players. I, I, if I remember correctly, it was a number three who was shooting three-pointers, number five. And, and I think it was one other guy that was probably y'all's main focal, focal points that was beating you guys. And if they didn't play them right, that's what caused you guys to get beat. Of course, we're not hustling and getting back on defense. What I, I didn't see that game. But I know if y'all had problems and lost that game, those couple of guys right there, that's what put y'all in trouble. You know you know what I don't see enough? I don't see us getting any dunks. You I don't, I don't see us getting any dunks. And you got also, big guys. And, but and, you know yeah. what? It's, it's nothing. Oh my gosh! Nothing like, like we, we had you like, had a couple opportunities. Let me tell you something. You want to intimidate somebody fast? You go on a back door or alley, or or an offensive rebound tip and a dunk. You want to get the crowd going at a home game? Come on, man! Chris, shout out to Chris Lynch. Chris Lynch had probably one of the best dunks I ever seen in my life. And and it was against Bullet. I'm putting Bullet out there because y'all probably remember. I can't remember the kid's name, but he tried to take a charge. Was it a charge in the Sweeney School of Flops? It was probably a flop. Uh, uh, just swallowed the whistle because where Chris from? Oh my God, it was man! Cool. You gotta you gotta know when you can take a charge and when you gotta take somebody out. Like you know, you don't do battle that. hard before you dunk. And so you gotta know who you're taking a charge on. If it's someone's about to dunk over you. You better yeah. jump up there and try to take their head off and dunk on you because you yeah. know me, Corey. How many times have you seen me uh, get dunked on in high school, Corey? I only got to see you get dunked on. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen too often. And there's a, there's only one one time. It wasn't during the season. And I was talking to somebody about this today. Tommy Mitchell dunked on me. Mm. Uh, oh, well, look. In a fall league. Now, he also played overseas. And all, so, I don't feel too bad now yeah. you know, about that. Hey, hey, if he missed dunked on you, you took that one. You you got the right dunk on. <laughs> he dunked on me and, and I went up to try to. Yeah, you take that one. I went You'll up to try to, to try to uh, foul him very hard, and and I jumped, and he just kept going. I was like, okay, I guess he's about to dunk on me. <laughs> but it happens if you're taking charges if you're blocking shots if you're a shot blocker you're going to get dunked on if you take charges potentially you will get dunked on that that's that's bottom line it's gonna happen you just have to know you just have to know that's part of when you learn the swing school of flops when you come to school we teach that we teach when you can step up and take a charge in a big play when you have to go up and actually take a foul real hard on a guy like nick ball when to get him frustrated Shout out to Nick. Nick. <laughs> I had a lot of that practice with, with Nick, man. We we went at it. Nick laugh at it now. He probably didn't he probably didn't like me too much back in high school. <laughs> but he thought he was gonna go dunk over the he thought he was gonna just go dunk over the six foot white boy, and that wasn't gonna happen. He was going if he was gonna dunk on me, he was gonna earn it. He was gonna earn it. I listen, listen, I can promise you this. Brett may have got him, but Brett and Nick got him back. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. But I, you know, you know what I didn't do? I didn't, I didn't throw a fit to coach, and I didn't throw a ball at somebody, and all that kind of stuff. That Nick used to, man, he used to throw all kinds of temper tantrums about that kind of stuff. Oh my! That was true. He he get on man. He go, he go whining to coach about me telling him. And he just said, "That's what we need. We need that Nick energy. That's what we need. That's the type yeah. of energy we need. I, I'm not lying. That." That's the thing. Like that's me in practice. If I if I can get to him in practice, found him. What do you think the guys are gonna do in the game? 
So that was why he Coach was didn't, he was fine with me doing that because he, he knew he needed to be tougher. And when you got foul like that and, and you lose your cool, you think you're going to be able to stay in the game? A lot of good was, practice stories. Nick, that, I mean, Nick was Nick had all kinds of talent, man. But that was part of his weakness. I knew it in practice. I wasn't going to tell the other team that, but all they had to do was rough him up a little bit. Yeah. We talked about, a, we talked about a certain player last year that we had that was the same way. All he had to do was play him a little physical, and then he was shut down. But you, you don't, in games you like don't, that, in games like that, like you're saying, games like that, you do have to control your emotion because it game, these games mean more. And then on top of that, we have a thin roster at the varsity level. So we have to be cautious of every single time we foul. It's going to cost someone minutes. I can't play certain things. I can't play a certain way. And so you know, be cautious of that. We can't gamble. Like I said, my biggest pet peeve, and I said it before and I continue to say it again, I hate the fact that we go for so many steals because that gives the opportunity for us to get a foul every single time. It's not good defense. I don't care how you put it, how you see it, how you look at it. If you're not moving your feet and you're not making the offensive player turn and you're reaching for the basketball, it's going to draw a foul. Part of it, Corey, part of it is Part of it is they're not they're not trying for the steal the correct way. They're, they gave that the wrong hand forward. Instead of like instead of yeah. reaching in the passing lane and getting it and trying to deflect it and be able to get back, they're just reaching with the other part and they're either gonna foul them or they're just gonna run by and then now they're waste on they're they're a, they're a minus on defense. So they're out of the play. Now it's five on four. Oh, and let, let me let me draw this up. And you remember we're talking about me giving up layups? We were talking about giving up layups. That's a part of us giving up layups. Now we go for the steal, and the offensive player is not – and the offensive player is taking the other defensive player out of the play. Guess what they do? They make one pass, they make another pass, and we give up a layup. And instead of us giving up the layup, we can't draw the foul because that's an one Just give up the layup, we're already beat. We can't allow it to happen. You can't gamble. If you're playing sound defense and you're moving your feet – and now you make the offensive player turn. It's a part of the shell drill. The other guy, the ball side guy, you've got to be in denial. You got to be in ball denial. That's what you have to do. Ball's away, I'm away. Ball side, I'm by side, my man. You got to remember those principles. You got to get your hand up. And guess what? If you're in the passing lane, you'll be able to make a, You'll be able to get a steal. It's not hard. But we too many gamblers, and it, and it eventually ends up, and we're in foul trouble. We can't play so many guys. So those, that's another thing that, that nitpicks me more and more and more and keep watching, but we don't have a, a deep roster, so we got to watch our fouls. Well, outside of the outside of the rosters, I thought that was one of the biggest things that I saw. Um, I think y'all had nine players available in the uh, total, nine players. I saw that for Tyler High. I'm used to the days when you had 12 to 15 players on their bench where you could sub in and, and have multiple people. I thought that was a little bit uh, – I looked, and then because me and Vince, we was like, I didn't know that they didn't do tip-offs, so that was a little bit. Well, uh, no, they do. They do. We had the we had the the technical foul. So oh, I guess okay. Something something was wrong inside on the book. I guess I never okay, I didn't I get a chance to ask coach about it for sure. But something okay, must have been right. the book or something. So when when uh, Tyler High got the technical foul on the free throws, they just got they got the ball too as part of that. Okay, because I, I didn't even see it. I just seen them take it out on the side, and I, yeah, I about actually, lost my mind. If you think about that, that's two points that we gave away. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I lost I, my mind. That was two yeah, points. Well, I mean, at the end of the game, though, we yeah. were what were we were down four. We yeah. had the chance to, to cut it to two, and Barry made that long two. So I'd at that more, point, we could have been down two instead of four. Yeah. I mean, that made a different, and maybe a different shot, maybe a different. I mean, so we I kind of forgot about that. Well, well, uh, trust me, that that was weighing on my brain. And then, like I said, I think conditioning might be another one. Y'all mentioned practices. They don't have a lot of practices, and I'm thinking conditioning is something that you guys don't have a lot of. Because I saw, I didn't see anybody tired, but they ran a lot of the same guys for for a long spurt. When me and we were over there talking, me and Vince, we were over there talking. It was like number four didn't come back in for a long time, um, and we were just like. He, t- he took two shots and coach pulled him and I didn't see him again. So I felt like the fourth quarter and he put him in too late and some changes started happening in the game. And I was just like, I don't know what happened during that spurt that he took the guy out and never did play him again. But then you had number three who made a couple questionable travels on, on the play. I think he made a couple of turnovers trying to throw the ball long on the press and, and those things hurt you guys. And I was just like, y'all got so much talent. You got so much potential. Coach got to use all of it because you're limited on what you have anyway because you only got nine players. The, the hardest the hardest thing, and, and this is from the side of it, the hardest thing for a coach is to try to find the right combination. But if Once you know your players, it's not hard. But Yeah, exactly. So we, we started with different lineups, obviously, but the hardest thing to do is find – the right combination that works and fit. I think we've gotten that. I think we've gotten that that combination, but let's see how it goes. But at the same time, if you have a fluid lineup, I've seen some coaches that you know nobody's a starter. We're just gonna you know fluctuate right. to whatever matches with the other team, and then sometimes you just play whatever you know. We'll play whatever works. But if you if you remain fluid and you have a be ready mindset, sometimes you can do that. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But at this well, point, we've, also, we've also, Corey, had to uh, adjust our roster with the transfer. Yeah. So we yeah. had one of our starters transfer mid, mid-year. mid And so when you when you have that happen, then you have to readjust. Okay, so maybe they don't have somebody that can plug into that spot. So you can slide somebody down, readjust the roster. And we've had a couple of those the last couple games with some readjustments. And hopefully we've now found a good combination um, that also made us a little bit shorter on the bench. We moved the player up to, to add another player, but he's not getting the minutes that the guy we we lost. So we've gone from we've got a nine man rotation, but Kelly uh, does not see the four very much. Uh, the lanky sophomore number zero at this point, he is not seeing a lot of minutes. Um, and so it may be just because he hasn't been on the varsity but for a few games. But that we really right now we're at an eight man rotation. If you want to be pretty much yeah. it's not at nine. And you see teams that are running are running defenses like us, like Tatum, one example that they I don't know if you've ever seen them play, JD. Seen, no, I've never seen Tatum. They press the entire game, full court, then they'll sub in five in, five out, and they'll foul the hound dog out of you. So you can only call about half the fouls because you can't call them. I mean, you you be calling every single. I mean, that's really how they play. So yeah. they have. Yeah, it's a strategy. Players, and they have so many players that they can do that. 
we're pressing like that, reaching, hacking, and all that, and then we get in foul trouble. Guys, so, you we know, don't have that many guys. Right. right. So, and the level drops off so that if you don't have the right combination of guys in there, like we've got two guys that play point guards. So you get Barry and, and Mayfield in foul trouble, you don't have anybody else to handle the ball. I mean, right now, I don't see a third guy on the court that can really play. Maybe Deuce, but he sometimes has trouble uh, when he gets going too much on the dribble. Uh, he has time to read. Yeah, yeah he, so things is just you know he makes you know kind of overthinks it and makes a mistake, but he does so many good things. You got it. You almost have to have him on the court. Uh huh. So it's just you know it's, it's just, we don't we're not as deep as that nine is, and so that makes it tough as well. We've had some we had some issues, Mumphrey especially with picking up bad fouls. Um, you know we've got to we we've got a foul when we need a foul, but when we've got to be very particular on those which which ones we're doing because like pick up fouls 70 feet from the basket reaching with the wrong hand running into the defender those are bad ones that we've got it we can't do if you if you can't get the ball just run past and get out of the way and then sprint to the back door because you're not helping us if you're just going to keep picking up reaching and those kind of fouls now the guy goes to the basket hard and you stop fouling there make him earn his free throws those are okay in certain instances you got to be particular about those because later in the game, like last night, we had two guys foul out, I believe. I think uh, Deuce fouled out, and so did Brisbane. And so, oh, wow. And we had several other guys who were in foul trouble. I think we had three or four yeah, guys. Mumphrey in yeah. yeah, Mumphrey as well. As well. So maybe we had three guys. We had at least two guys foul out. I don't know. One of, maybe maybe uh, Deuce didn't foul out. Maybe it was just Brisbane and Mumphrey. But we had several guys with, with four and five fouls there. And that game has just about been the way it's been every week. I mean, Corey, now correct me if I'm wrong, it's that way pretty much every game. We've had guys it's, all been in foul trouble at the end, and it's kind of changed, changed our strategy a little bit. And, it, and it's been like that. Like I said, it's frustrating. But at the same time, if, 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 I'm, if I'm in the locker room, I'm telling the guys, and I'm telling them I'm giving up the rope, you got to hold a rope. You, you can't be selfish, and I know you try to do a lot. And this other thing, too, we're running for every single offensive, every single over-the-back foul you get, we're running for. And I'm not allowing I'm not allowing you to go over the back because you – now, I understand you're trying to make a play. I understand that. Understand when you're beat. If you're out of yeah. position, you can't do that. You can't go over the back and make it because now this is game after well, game after over the back, you can't do that. There's other you ways. Know? There's other ways of getting back in position, like spinning around and trying to get in front of them. Yeah. Uh, there's other ways to do that than just coming over the top because that's a lazy way to do it. You and I applaud, the effort. I applaud the effort. I, I really do because you, you know, you're taking charges, you make a play. I, I got you, but we have to have you on the court. Why? Because there's a different skill set that you bring to the team. And that opens up the playbook. That's opened up the options that we have on the offensive side of the basketball. And that different wrinkles we can use throughout the game that I can't play if you're not if I can't play on defense. You know, you you getting bad fouls, I can't do that. But that's one thing we gotta share up. Like I said, I'm I'm tightening it up. Like listen guys, I, I every time you do something ticky tack, that that puts us in a hole. You know, we can't have you at three or four fouls and it's already the third quarter. We only have nine guys. We're in trouble now. I can't play you. 
And of course, if, if one of our philosophies is we don't play zone, that's even that's even more trouble. Yeah. You know, teach a zone no, like that's, that's even more trouble. We did see some zone last night, which yeah. was the first time we've seen yeah, it we, really we, this year. We did some zone. So well, I, mean, I saw the zone during pregame. Yeah, it, it, it was that uh, was that was a drill. That was a drill. That was a drill. Oh, I know it was a drill. That's about the only zone I saw. But but no, but but that's what I'm saying. I'm not like I said. I'm not. We're not nitpicking. I'm seeing what I. I'm giving you a bird's eye view, literally, of what I've seen over time. And like I said, I've been enthusiastic about it because, of course, we're talking about it now. But these are things that I see that that's keeping us from being. Two and one in district to three and zero in district, and winning from Tyler High for the team. These are little bitty nuances throughout the game that can be changed, that can get you wins or get you closer, keep you in the basketball game. Because I'm pretty sure we're not far from it. We're not no, far we're not from, from it. That's what I mean, that's what bothers you. That's what that's what eat me up. It's like oh, just change this. We we just got to do this. We're this close. To being a great basketball team right now, and 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 it's building and it's building and it's building. I said, but you can't you can't take three steps forward and then two steps back. Prime example: last night we had we were coming back in the game. I said, Brett, we we can get the game. We can get it under nine. We can get it within time. We got it within five points, and then immediately we gave up six layups. Oh, I gave up three layups. I'm like, I can have this fit. Like we can't. Like you can't do that. Like that doesn't happen. And that doesn't happen because we're not talking, we're not communicating on defensive end. That's a bad habit. You can't gamble, and you gamble, you lose everything. You can't do that. And then on top of that, we were in foul trouble, and so we, then we gave up fouls. And now we're now they're at the free throw line. We were down, we were down by five. Now we're down by eleven. Yeah, and that so happened real that quickly. Quick. Just that quickly, yeah. you give it up because we're not communicating. Well, that's winning basketball. You got to know yeah. when you have the foot on somebody's neck. I'm going to just use my friend. You got to know when you have your foot on somebody's neck. You don't get up. Okay, I'm going to check and see if they're still – no. You got to know when you when you, you shot it. You, you, hey, you got to go. You got to have that killer instinct. I, that's why I said after that block, we're going for it. Hey, we, yeah. hey, we put blood in the water. Let's go for it. Let's kill it. Let's, this is the blow. Let's let's play better basketball at this point. The, the, thing that, the two plays that kind of changed it for me was we went down and we scored on the end, and we were, we're down five. I can't remember exactly who scored it. It was, it was late in the third quarter. We immediately went down and gave up an and one to McFall. We went, he went up he, he went up for a shot, a jump shot, and we fouled him. He made the bucket. Yeah. Kind of changed the momentum real quick, spun it right back yeah. around. And really, really, we're never able to recover from that. No. I mean, we had a chance to be, like, really close going to the fourth. Now, we still, I think, within nine, I think it was nine points, like Corey said. Yeah. But we were within five with – Several minutes left there, and immediately it spun with that and one play. Like it took the it took the air out of our run. The crowd was back in it, and I think from then on we just never were able to get. Now we at the end, John Tyler or Tyler High turned it over a few times there at the end, and gave us a chance. And we got I think we got within four, but that that end of that third quarter where we didn't keep that within five. That's a that's a big that's a big deal. Because it made us, we had a chance to really end that third quarter strong, and we didn't. We didn't quite finish it, and that that really just kind of hurt us going down the stretch because we just we were just too far back. It, yeah, I'm gonna mention this too. I mentioned this because I'm sitting on my soapbox. I mentioned this too. So I, I know I mentioned on telecast as well about about a trap, and I know I keep saying like, what is he saying? What is he saying? Just because you trap, it doesn't necessarily mean that you, the actual 
Trap E. Trap E, yeah. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not what it's designed for. It's a mirage. We want them to invite themselves into the trap, and we want to disguise ourselves defensively, and we want them to force themselves into a turnover. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to go in and get a steal or reach in and get a foul. It doesn't mean that. Don't jump and present yourself and take yourself out of the play. Well, you really, you, know, you really shouldn't even, you really shouldn't even commit to it really until he kills a dribble. Exactly. Once, once the offensive player kills the dribble, then you go hard and trap. Hands up. That's the trap. The the trap is. Like, you said it's, it definitely is a mirage, and so before that, what we want to do is we want to force them to make a long pass where the guy behind you yes. picks the ball off and intercepts it. Yes. So that way you're, you shouldn't even be reaching until at the point where they've killed their dribble. Then you're just straight hands up, boxing them in, especially if you force them to the, to the dead corner there across that court where, the, where they're trying to catch that. You're right there. They're dead right there. You got them in that spot. If you can just kind of get them to, get them to slide to that spot. They kill their dribble. Cut, cut that. You don't, of course, you don't want them to dribble down the uh, sideline. You want to keep the sideline cut off too. But just kind of basically be in the way, and you jump, jump him as soon as he kills that dribble. That's when you want to attack him. Uh, uh, I think they showed they showed their zone too early. They showed where they were trapping it in Tyler Highway. They were able to kind of get out of it a lot of those times because you can see it coming. And we got deep. Like, and he's going, like you said, the rotation wasn't there. We got BD. Yeah. Don't let anybody behind you in the, in the press. That's that's the oh cardinal. That is my pet. That is a pet peeve. I will lose my mind if you let somebody get, get behind you. But and, but I'm, I also, and I and I got that coming up this Saturday too. But also, I'm gonna say this. I used to shout out to Jeff Moore as well. He used to keep a stat when we were at TJC of defensive tips, and. And, you know, I never, of course, at the time I was still younger, I didn't really understand what he meant. But if you're playing defense and the more you tip the pass and each time you tip it, that kind of lets the offensive team know that, hey, we're in the passing lane. Like, we see right. what you're doing. We're there. Our hands are active. Our feet are active. We're moving our feet on the defensive end. We're in tone. You know, that's a mental thing. But also, you kind of want to get the tip passes. And I watched it, I watched it play uh, the uh, the trap yesterday, and, you know, when the press break. And I kept saying, okay, so I, well, I saw us get a couple of tips. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get a steal. I kept saying, the steal's coming. We'll get a steal there. They're going to turn the ball over. Eventually, it happened. Because now the pass, that long pass, now it's getting tipped. Oh, now the ball's been. And eventually, they got, they got less confident in those long passes. And eventually, they they threw the ball right to us, and we got a steal. That was part of the break that we had, and we, we scored with 6-0. So it happens. Once you start doing that, and, and the offense is, loses confidence in themselves and making long passes and making passes in the zone or trap, that, that happens all the time. So that that's one of those things about it. I don't want to get so caught up in trying to get a steal in the trap but focus on getting tips and tip passes. That way we can extend the defense out and force them into making a turnover. That mirage is there, I promise you. Well, that's, uh, some, that's some good stuff. Vince, you've been quiet for a while. You got something? <laughs> I've, just, I've just been taking in all this knowledge y'all dropping, man. Been taking in all Corey over here dropping dimes. Coach Marshall, <laughs> I was about to tell him, man, like you ain't got to be so hard on the kids. They, they, they babies, man. Oh uh, no, nah, don't, 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 don't hold back. Don't it's, hold it's, back. It's not, it's not, it's not being hard. I said it's not being hard. It's just an analogy that I'm looking at from the game because I'm passionate about it. I yes, want obviously. them to be successful. I know you, I know you're playing, but I want them to be successful. And and Corey's, I, Corey's coming from the same perspective as me, and and. and Correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, but when you've been in the program, 
one thing. You've been in the program two hours. You got that extra. Corey and I don't see because we didn't come through. We we're just fans and we go to the games and we you know do all yeah. that. But like mm-hmm. it's not we don't it's not that we're knocking anybody coaches kids or yeah. anything at all. We just we're just telling what we see so that we have a because yeah. we have a different perspective. We're, we're absolutely right. And so we want them to use this kind of stuff to make themselves better because the last thing we want to do is lose a game. And I know they don't either. We want to win every game. I hate losing in basketball, football, whatever, but especially basketball. I, I hate losing, especially to a team that we should beat. In Lindell, we should have beaten them, and that was a that. Now, Tyler Hyde, they were a good team. I wasn't as I wasn't as mad about that. If, if we we could have beat them, I'd been happy. But we played better, which made me happier. Lindell, we were a better team than they did. We just we didn't we didn't the shots we got weren't quality and the ones we did take didn't go in. And so we can beat them the next time we go through. So I don't have a problem with, with losing to a team that should beat us. But when we should beat a team like last year, we should beat we should have pounded Bullard at home. And we let them sneak away with a win. That that one hurts me. So you things know what like that. Like, Brett, yeah. Brett knows Brett knows what it's like when you're a good basketball team and you know it. The other team knows it too. The intimidation factor is times a hundred. No matter what you do, it's perfect. Every single pass, every single, every single deflection, and it's like, okay, we got the win. Nobody's gonna know if they come out and compete. Okay, wow, this team's a little bit better than what we thought, but we're still better than they are. We're still gonna beat them by twenty. Brett knows that. He's been in the program before. He knows exactly what that's like. When you're prepped and you're prepared and you know how to play the game, and you come out and you and you see your opponent warming up and everybody's dunking and doing layups, other teams looking at you, the game is over. Like, you've already won the game mentally. Now all we have to do is perform. I'm used to that. Brett's used to that. I want the kids to be used to that. I want the kids to know when we come into the basketball game, they're in the Chapel Hill. We know they're going to come out and put up 25 points in the first quarter. They're going to press, and they're going to have five or six dunks. They're going to throw a couple of alleys. They got a good crowd coming. We're bringing in 1,500 people. That's what we're used to. And that's what we're used to. The kids need to be – they need to be fired up. Like, I feel like that they don't get like, – I don't know if it's even killed, but we don't have a whole lot of fire under our – is yeah. this me, Corey? Is it, like it's, uh, when there's a big fight happening, we don't – I saw some fire. I saw some fire for I saw some fire, but I want, I want to see that that intimidate. I want, I want I, it's to see a fire it the whole time. Yeah, I want to see that fire. It's like you, you're not coming into my house – and you're not getting it. I don't care if we're at JT, Lee, Lindell, Van, White House. I don't care. This is us. We're coming. You put Chapel Hill on the schedule for a reason because you want the smoke. Just like Vince said yesterday, we masked up, but we have, we got what we gassed up. Masked up and gassed up. Masked up, we gassed up, man. And that's exactly how it's coming. We're coming with that flair because guess what? That's how I remember it. I'm not going to forget it being that way. People are afraid to play us. Absolutely. In some games, we didn't play just because. Whatever. But I, I don't yeah, – losing against who? We lost against who? No, that's that's unheard of. We are, There's a standard. In my mind, there's a standard. I don't know about anybody else. I know Brett's thinking. In, my, in his head, there's a standard. There is a standard. And we well, expect that standard to be – hey, we're we coming out here. This is respect. You come to Chapel Hill, you know exactly what's coming. We're not going to come and push us around either Lindell. You will come and you're going to respect us. And that's and how exactly got, and, and, and we're giving them the coverage too. So, I mean, these kids are getting like – it's something like that. Uh, I wish we had whenever I was in school. Like, you know, they're getting people are watching the play. You know, they're coming. 
I mean, this this is something special. Like, because we don't have many teams that are, that have broadcast not at uh, all for basketball, and so yeah. these people are getting exposure, um, and we're doing Makes the best sense. we can. Get we're yeah, yeah, we're we're doing the best we can to kind of give these kids exposure. Um, kind of just starting up the player of the game, you know, clipping highlights, getting them on Twitter. You know, we want these guys to be successful and. Especially since we know how much talent's on the floor, uh, it makes it that much greater. So you know, I think I think Coach Johnson and company, uh, I can see things are turning. Like you can see that you know after that last half, he's starting to be, figure out, like JD said, who goes with who, who's working with who. And so once we get that going, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to beat us. And I, think I have nothing but confidence. I have nothing but confidence. I'm that's why I'm, that's why I'm excited. It's like oh, we're, gonna, we're, gonna come, we're gonna come back next week on the wrap up show and we're gonna know what the Bulldogs are made of because in the last two games we're tough, but these two are meaningful now. It's gonna, exactly. it's gonna put us put us in where we want to be after the first round of games, which is up top, and so we've got a chance to take care of two teams that have not lost now. Pending Henderson's game with Lindale, they may or may not have lost the game. But Bullard coming in undefeated in district, only lost three games all year into our house. Coming we in, Bulldogs and Navy, and we've got to come out, fan, cheerleaders. We need the we need the works to come out to this game to make sure that this is our home court advantage. I even heard this is going to be at the game. This Uh-oh. is going to be at the game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> two in a row. Two in a row. Vincent Johnson in the house. Well, at least he didn't say me, so I don't know how welcome hey, I am in the Chapel Hill country. Hey, you, you, you hey, welcome. Trust me. You're, you're, always, welcome. you're always welcome. You're always welcome. All right. All right. All right. You, you've, welcome. Now been a, you've now been a special guest on the wrap up show. You've been, <laughs> you've been a part of our uh, coverage, so you're always welcome. To come out, hey, we've, got, we've got a third yeah. microphone. We'll put you on a headset and let you let you help us call the game if you'd like. You know, we've hey, offered hey, it to He'll never show up. Hey, listen, look, don't have me out there Friday there. night. Wait a minute, listen. I, I do have to say this. Is it, all right. One of the one of the episodes we did there on that's so dope. Uh, hilarious, right? I gotta tell the story. So Vince and JD, we're watching the Suns play the the, the Lakers, and. You do not want them to be on the mic watching the game at any point in time. That was the Suns and the Lakers. Let me tell you, it was a lot of dust kicking, <laughs> hooping, <laughs> out of it. So, <laughs> it was, so who was the Nobody. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Well, I know Vince is a LeBron fan, so he he might have been. He may have been a LeBron fan once before. I am no fan of LeBron. I don't. At that point, I don't think anybody. I don't think y'all was fan of anything. Everybody was bad that night. I hated everything. The probably would have quit playing basketball at that point in time. You did not. Man, he better get his life together. And next year, Vince might be a Laker fan. You never know. He likes to switch teams. Oh, man. So. It, won't oh, man. it won't ever happen. Oh, See, man. You're not like us. See, we're Mavericks fans for life. See, so hey, there you go. One team, it don't matter. You don't bounce around and like, oh, well, I like this player. I'm going to switch to this team. Or, no, my team's never not good this that. year. I'm gonna... Never did that. Sir. The one-leg goat. The one-leg so, goat. 
So you never were a Miami hey. Heat fan? Can't, can't forget Miami that guy. Fan, so that's your team, one. Miami Heat. So all right, Miami Heat fan. One more time. Madness fanatic. If you've never been to my house, you're about to come to March Madness. Uh, over here to my, to my left, I've got four TVs man on the wall. We watch every game. Oh Lord, he must have called Best Buy in. I did. I called my I called the, my Geek Squad, Vincent Johnson. He oh my gosh! For me. <laughs> that ain't that ain't how that went down. Nah. Possible. Yeah. Hey, he's he oh, man. Him. Like a, it was like one at a time. He didn't do it all four at one time. So, <laughs> but, anyway, but I let him. I, I let him my, my man cave and watch match March Madness with me. So it works out for him too. Yeah, I, now this is all, I mean, like I said, it's been a growing experience for me in college. So, but I started watching college. I saw somebody I liked, and I thought I was like, man, you know what? That dude was pretty dope. And I watched him get drafted, and it just kind of felt like a rite of passage. Like, okay, I saw him in college. I'm gonna follow him in the league. We know it won LeBron. No, no, it was Dwayne Wade. It was Dwayne Wade. So I ended up watching Miami, which led to me being a Miami fan based off of me following Dwayne Wade. And so that's where the Miami was born. Then you, then you paid the refs in uh, 2006. <laughs> see, see, that's where Dwayne Wade. Hey, hey, we, we got screwed in 06. Breathe on Dwayne Wade. Whoo, up foul. foul. We were supposed yes, to have two did. championships. Yes, it did. Hey, we we should have been fairly straight. Y'all got him back. No, Y'all no. got him back. No. no. Oh, look. It got, got, it it got, it got stolen. We had man, two championships. Ain't no way that we go up like that and then y'all come back and, man, get listen, out of here. Listen, we should have two. It wasn't for LeBron. Man, I would have said. Nah, y'all supposed to have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Eight, nine, 25, 
That's your boy. He, he, he was counting like 21 Savage. <laughs> then my bank account. Hey, look, he was counting like 21. Basically. Pat, and how's, that count, how's that count going for him now? Is he, he's had like yeah, two problems. Choked. Hey, we, we made an appearance in the finals. We just didn't, we didn't finish. Oh, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Nuns. La Choke. La Choke. Wow, really? I don't know if he's ever gonna get one, but I love Chris Paul. He can't, he don't want it, man. LeBron's gonna pass the ball every time, then he's gonna blame somebody else. Oh, why'd you miss that shot? <laughs> every he's time, he's out of me when you and Russ. Hey, shout out to the shout out to J.R. Smith, baby. Yeah, shout out to J.R. Smith, man. I miss J.R. Anything is possible, baby. Anything, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, the college basketball, there's only one. Like, you can watch, you can have multiple college basketball teams you like. Of course, I'm a Texas Longhorn fan, but I'm a fan of different coaching styles. I like Mike Krzyzewski. I used to like Roy Williams back when he was at Kansas, to be honest with you. Um, I like Gonzaga. I like Mark Few. Shout out to Louisiana Lafayette, Bob Marlin, Jason Hooten at, at Sam Houston State. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of he all of them. to throw that in there. He's talking Duke, Texas, Gonzaga, and then it's Louisiana Lafayette. You're going to do the Action Jacks, baby. Hey. <laughs> oh, okay, my okay, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. UT I'm Tyler, uh, Patriots. I've got to give a shout-out. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to be able to not give a shout-out, man. Opportunities, you know. Good thing. Good thing. Opportunities. Good things. Yes, I always college college basketball. I'm a fan of it, obviously. So, yeah, I so, watch it as long I mean, as it don't I, as I'm long as it don't involve Alabaster. They can't get into college football. Oh, they're not they're not as good at basketball. I don't care. Look, I don't care if they're good. They see a trash. Nick, Nick Saban, if Nick Saban starts coaching basketball, maybe. But <laughs> I, I do like the March Madness term. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that's dope. <sighs> I I've learned my my uh. My growth with college basketball, like again, I'm talking about years ago when I was started. Chance, I, I got, I got the red pen for your bracket, Vince. Wow, oh, man, you got a red one. You start red pen, the red pen for your bracket. I got it ready for you. Nah, nah, I don't need. Tell, tell me, you, tell me, you remember the red pen inside? Remember when we used to do those brackets back in the day, me, you, Cody, and we'd always do. We yeah. had the red pen. Yeah. So that was kind of the deal. Like if we we throw the red pin at you, you know, that means you got a lot of lot of bad ink on your bracket. So this this is the fun part of the college, of the NCAA tournament. You got to watch it from the conference tournaments all the way to the actual start because the conference tournaments that's is when it's is one and done. Hey, Unless man. it's at large yeah. bid, I like watching the mid majors on up. Because I like to see those unknowns. I love the Cinderella yes. story. Yes. Yes. So you get a team just out of nowhere, you know, that hadn't won a game, hadn't won a conference title in 20 years, and they went 25 and six because they got seven seniors. Now they're now they're the 16th seed playing the number two seed. The next thing you know, and they, they beat them. It's phenomenal. That's the Man. best part of college basketball in the tournament. Yep. I because love. when I look at brackets, I look. Most people pick the the power the power teams, the ones that they believe is going to win. I can't play off of that. Like you said, you gotta watch no, those you, games you to see what's gonna happen. You gotta yeah. yeah. I like the like the little guys. I like those guys to those those 13, 12. That 12 12-5 uh, matchup is hey. a devil. Well see, they've got they've gotten where they put 
uh, I don't know if y'all have noticed this lately. I've gotten where they put like a they put quit putting those teams at twelve. They'll put like a a team that's like seventh in their conference there against mm-hmm. versus a versus somebody that's in a big conference instead of doing the old old school way where they'd have like you know those little uh, champion teams in there. And that, they seem to be doing that lately. I don't like. And then they'll put like I don't know, not Gonzaga right now, but like in the past they have Gonzaga. Maybe they were a five seed. Then they put a, a mid major against them, like they were trying yeah. to limit the smaller schools so that they could, you know, have those bigger teams win. And you know, because they want more money, I think they're going to produce more money. That's what but, it is. That, I, I hate thinking about that because it's like it really does spoil the game. But, but, but guess what happens? And then when the big boy is busted because you don't get home cooking and you put in a neutral site and you got these referees that are calling games fair, then it's like, what ha- what's happening? If you got a team that's locked in, you got a team full of teams that's playing good defense and making shots and, and eliminating turnovers and they, everything's clicking at the right time. You come out and be the Duke. I'm not complaining. I love it. Like, well, I'm calling it here. That's, Ohio that's State's going to get beat. And, and see, that's the difference between Ohio State, they're going to be up there and they're going to get beat by a little school. Hey, I know y'all we, don't, we rarely get those. Uh, Baylor we got beat tonight by Texas Tech. Yeah. Just that. Uh, Texas Tech, that's been waiting to happen. Texas Tech, they've been playing because then they, uh, Kansas lost to who? Was it Texas Tech? I want to say it was Texas Tech. I would say Texas Tech knocked off two people. Texas Tech's pretty good. And then, and, and, I I believe so. Shout out to Darren Prince as well, Texas Tech. So, uh, some of this stuff I can see it coming. I got a feeling it's gonna be it's gonna be a a great amount of first round knockouts. So I can already tell we're gonna need to have a weekly wrap up show, uh, March Madness edition. At some point, I was gonna say like we probably should do like a March Madness thing, Um, but you know I'm. I'm happy that we didn't mention the game of the week. This is on Sunday. You know, oh, we, have, we, we haven't got there yet. We haven't got there yet, Corey. Oh, oh no, no, you want to? Okay, I didn't know. We, I didn't. I didn't oh, know. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. See now, JD. I, I, we talked about this the other day, but but these guys have been ragging on me all year on my Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. You said. Wait till December, uh, Brett, and see what they see what happens then. And no, I didn't mean it like that. We win no, December. No, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I was just saying everybody played different in December. Oh, uh, uh, no, I know exactly what you were talking about, man. Don't try to act like you were. That's you know exactly what you meant. Some sneaky guys. There's some sneaky guys over there when it comes to the Cowboys. Oh, they ain't sneaky to me. I've known them too long. They can't. So, so here's the deal, Vince. I know the last there's been a couple of seasons where Dallas has had a pretty bad December, and I know that's what you were pointing at. But this no, year, no, there was we've won five out of six games. Five out of six games here, Vince, and we are we are rolling right now. We had one uh, really bad game. We still should have won that game, even though we play like complete crap against Arizona. Let's just be honest. That was, we, we couldn't we couldn't put the ball in the end zone if we if it was like nobody on us. Um, it was just a bad game, and we still almost came back and won that game. And so, the Denver game was horrible. Oh yeah. So 
since they're we're playing some team from San Francisco this week. I don't really know that they're kind of. I don't really know much about them. There, they got a bunch of they got a bunch of scrappy guys. Uh, they got a quarterback named Jimmy G that that Corey's been trying to trade all season long. Uh, Still trying to do, and, and I am going to trade him. I am going to trade him. Early in the season, early in the season, he's like, "Man, we got Jimmy G. He's going, he's doing well." And we, I like, and then all of a sudden, like middle of the season, he wants to trade him already. And he wants I'm to sorry. bring in Deshaun Watson. I I've been wanting to bring in Deshaun Watson. I've I've wanted to trade Jimmy G. For, I didn't want Jimmy G. As a matter of fact, and I it told y'all to work. I told you and Vince, y'all need to call your call your guys and and work a trade out. You know, y'all got. Call, call it it's, not going, it's not going to happen now. Texas got a quarterback. I'm not playing Deshaun. Deshaun is done. <laughs> so, yeah. I think anybody. Oh, okay. Well, he, he's done in Houston. He's Baker not done in San Francisco. I think Baker Mayfield, too. Y'all think Baker Mayfield trash. Baker Mayfield is trash. No. Put him under the ground. Put him in a trash can in, in Cleveland. Uh, Barry, put him in that uh, uh, beer cooler and put some locks on it. Trash. Done. Brown. Baker Mayfield has been announced to be returning to the Cleveland Browns in 2022. I heard that the other day. So yeah, he'll, he'll be returning, but that's because of his contract. That's it. He's guaranteed <laughs> one more year. After that, they're gonna kick him to the curb. It doesn't matter. Miami. It doesn't matter. He go to Miami. It doesn't matter who goes to Cleveland. It doesn't. They just that's uh, it's just exactly. a running no football team. Over there. They gonna suck. That's a running they football team. They don't have a winning spirit, man. They just don't. That's, you that's know what? A, that's why that they call dog pound for a reason. Yeah, that's a running football team that, that had a quarterback that was okay, and then he got injured and kept getting injured and kept getting. Which eventually, like I've been saying, like I said before, you can win with an average quarterback if your defense is good. As long as his name not Baker Mayfield. It, 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 Baker Mayfield is is average. He baking something. He baking something, but it ain't nothing on the field. You know, that defense was better last year, but that defense wasn't as good as this year. And, you know, it's going to be in Denver. It's going to be where? In Denver? Denver? Oh, John Elway definitely losing his job. No. You, go ahead, can't, you, can, can, you can can that one. Are you John thinking could they get away with firing John Elway in Denver? That they yeah. should. If, if if they hire Baker Mayfield, yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't John know. Elway doesn't like any quarterback. He doesn't like any quarterback besides John Elway. If his name ain't John Elway, he he, he ain't good enough. Watch, he's gonna swing for the fences. He's gonna try to get Aaron Rodgers. That's what he wants. He's gonna try. To yes, the know. only way you can win a championship is going to get quarterbacks that have already been legends. Well, you know, uh, you know, Peyton Manning is trying to buy the, the Broncos. I think he's in a he's in like a, a partnership. Oh Lord, two two quarterbacks with big heads. Oh my gosh. What? Why didn't he try no. to buy Jim Mercer and he's selling cocos? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he maybe he uh he gave this maybe Denver since that was his last team. Maybe he's uh well, I'm not gonna throw no jokes out there about Jim Mercer. I was about to say something, but I ain't gonna do it. Yeah, don't do I that. Ain't gonna do it. No brief, no briefcases involved. <laughs> you say that for the pocket. You know, and then and then he's upset because they lost against Jacksonville. Hey, he issued an apology, man. Oh my God! And I just I still laugh at that because I don't I think Carson Wentz is honestly I think Carson Wentz is done. He he's dead average. He's he's not he's not any better. It's 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 not it's not gonna happen, Carson Wentz. Hey Vince, you know what could have happened? You could have traded Carson Wentz for Baker Mayfield, and it still would have turned out the same. Still would have been a wash. <laughs> ah, you can't make this stuff up. 
I don't know. Carson Wentz ain't bad, but he's not. He's not great either. Well, he ain't great. Look what happened to Philly, and they they didn't want. Uh, they didn't want what's we call it anyway. They, 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 they were closing you know. in on something. They were, I'm not gonna do that to Carson. They were closing in on something. Yeah. They they threw up. What he needed to do. Yeah. Carson threw up on some eggs, man. You lose to Jacksonville. I mean, it, it, and yeah, the, I mean, to get in the playoffs. All you had to do is beat. All you had to do is beat the worst team in the NFL. And you're in the playoffs. Oh, that's I mean, that's setup. Right? See, that's the setup right there. That's 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 what you call a trap game, right there. That ain't no trap game. Oh, that's this is a trap game for the Cowboys. This is a trap game for the Cowboys. Okay. Oh, trap game. Trap game. You expect to win like that? That's the quickest way to get beat. This is a trap game for Dallas. JD knows it. I'm not saying. Listen, I'm. I'm gonna say 49. I'm I'm being a realist at this point in time. Dallas Cowboys have outstanding roster. I I think that game is gonna come down. Either that game, one of two things gonna happen in that game. Either that game Mm -hmm. is gonna come down to the wire, uh, hosted up either one as the victor, or Dallas is gonna blow them out. Dan Dan Quinn already knows what to do. Put pressure That's on Jimmy Garoppolo. San Francisco really has is to play yeah. Dallas. San Francisco don't have the firepower to blow out Dallas. That's not gonna happen. With the top, we don't blow out team. That's not what we do. This exactly. is this, this, right. is, this is what either is gonna happen. This but is what's Dallas gonna happen. Do that to y'all though. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm telling you. Let me pull that on y'all. I'm, the reason I'm, why San Francisco don't blow out anybody because they're not even good. Talking about they're not gonna do that. This our defense ain't gonna let it happen. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm sure what's gonna happen. This is one of two things happen. Either the Dallas Cowboys are going to assert themselves and become an NFL champion because if you beat San Francisco, you can win the division. By bottom line, you can win the whole NFC division because San Francisco is a hell of a football team. We haven't played that well because of injuries, but it's okay. Wait, wait, hold defense, on. Their defense it's, it's, is going to be – their defense is playing better than anybody else's defense. Corey, Corey, I got a question. Did, did San Francisco win the NFC? No, not you yet. Said, you just said – but listen, if if the Dallas Cowboys can beat San Francisco, went through that say real fast. I did say real fast. I thought Green Bay won the NFC. I'm just confused for it. I think All of a sudden, if you, you get third in your division, you get third in your division. You're saying if we beat you, we're, we're we can beat everybody else. We were almost good. We were game away. Our division, we play teams in our division. Three of our teams are over ten over ten wins. So I'm just saying we play people in our division. I'm just I'm just letting you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. y'all, y'all had if y'all beat anybody in our division at West, y'all ain't beat anybody at West. Not gonna happen this year either. Not in our division. Not gonna happen. Those, those are real football teams, by the way. Is that the uh, NFC okay. News? You're not okay. playing against the Eagles. You're not playing against the. You're not playing against the, the Giants or the Washington. Um, I beat the Saints. You know, I think we looked. I think we looked at your schedule, Corey. And I, okay. We need to pull that back up for San Francisco. Can the, listen, we can pull up the schedule all you want to. I know we play real teams out in the West. I'm saying this. I'm trying to give you all I'm trying. I'm trying to give you out of seventeen. That's six games. Tra- the rest of your schedule is trash. I'm trying to give you props. We beat the Bengals and and, and we beat the Bengals and Cincinnati. The Broncos didn't make the playoffs. Came in and gave y'all hat. What's the problem with the Cowboys? What is the problem? The Cardinals lost. The Cardinals lost four out of five games. The only team, the only team they beat out of that five was Dallas. Interesting. That is that is that is interesting. That was a trap game. That was a trap game. Can we get some visuals on y'all two during the game? Can we do that? 
Oh, we, we what? Just, yeah, I think I'm gonna be at work, but I may I may just clock out on purpose. <laughs> what happened? What happened? You said want to get some visuals. Okay. Well, oh, you know I'm watching uh, the game. The game. I, I'm, I got, Man, I got family you. coming up. I'm watching the game. I'm, Corey, I'm yelling. Corey's, Corey's in a delusional world that only he only sees San Francisco. And he doesn't hey, see anybody else. I'm gonna bring out that 150 dollar bottle right. that I ain't finished with yet, and, and I'm I'm <laughs> going I'm going to enjoy. That's celebratory. Let's, I'm, I'm just, I'm telling, I'm giving the Dallas Cowboys props because I don't do it enough. They have a hell of a roster, a good football team. I don't know about the coaching staff. Only person I'm afraid of is Dan Quinn because he knows San Francisco. You don't but know like about the coaching staff? I thought we had a coach on a Super Bowl on on our staff. Oh wait, with, we with do. Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, can he win one with? Can he win one with Dak and that defense? Well, hold on, we got we got the best of two worlds. We do have a coach on there that was known for the Dan Quinn. Guy. Dan Quinn is a better coach than than the coach y'all got now. And his team got busted. And his team got busted. He just didn't have anybody in the secondary to compete. Well, see, yeah. he got two, we got two head coaches then, so now that's made okay. our defense so much better with the addition of Parsons. But but this is what I'm saying level of competition. I don't. I'm, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys have played anyone as the level of San Francisco's physicality as of yet in the past seven, eight games. They haven't. And mm. I think if Dallas can come out and compete and bring it to San Francisco because San Francisco plays a brand of football, it's different. The only team I ever feared in the playoffs was since was Seattle because I know they're going to bring the physical tough. What kind of football is that where you don't score a lot of points because your offense the brand of football, the brand of football that goes to the champions, that goes to the Super Bowl within 20, 25 years. That's the brand of football. We hadn't, you hadn't made it there just yet. You hadn't. Obviously, you need to recognize that brand of football. That brand of football brings you to the championship game. Don't do us like that. You know what's in our way. You know what's in our way. You know what's in our way. It's almost a, no. It's an almost eighty year old guy. Who is the GM and the owner? And he's guess like what? Vince McMahon. He's like the Vince McMahon of the NFL. And, oh, that's Jerry Jones' fault. It's been Jerry Jones' fault. You know how I am. I'm gonna tell the truth. I'm gonna tell the truth. We had we we we've been trying to go to the Super Bowl for years. And Jerry Jones is the GM and the owner. But he can that, draft. Jerry Jones can draft. He's I'm not, not saying he can't draft, but Jerry run. Jones has drafted people that he likes. If he Bobby went, Carpenter, he Bobby too. Carpenter, horrible pick. Ohio State. <laughs> horrible well, pick. Well, Ohio, well, yeah, Ohio State's pretty good at DBs. And, and well, DBs. well, guess what? What did we finally get? We got Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Now, yeah. I ain't saying he bad, but I, I didn't want them to draft him. I thought they should have went for Jalen Ramsey. That would have been a better choice. You, you, and like, you know you where like, I stood, you and you know I don't even like free shoes. University, you you like you like me. I like them tough, but that's what I'm saying. There they you go. Grit. That's why I said Dan Quinn is perfect for the team because he's played. He's had that Legion of Boom defense, and he knows how to he knows how to take care of San Francisco. And that's the only team I've ever feared in the playoffs. They know we have, physicality. We have. I don't we know have if they have it in them. We have offense and a defense. But I don't know if they have it in them, though. They got, they got Evo Samuel. All you got to do is shut down, shut down Samuel. Listen, that's all you got to do. It's some guys in San Francisco that's been to the playoffs and been to the Super Bowl before. They got a dog in them. I don't know if, I don't know if the Cowboys got that dog in them. Did you win the Super Bowl? Did they win the Super Bowl? We got there. We got we got past the second round. We got there, but we lost because we lost. It doesn't matter. 
This, this sounds like Cowboy fans. We lost. That's that. Y'all said that a lot lately. We lost. Hey, no, I think our record is I think we've won more games than San Francisco has. No, that's okay. But when it when it counted, who the NFC the NFC North NFC East doesn't matter. That, that doesn't matter to me. Well, we all we got to win our division. But you can't beat anybody out of the division. Who you hey, who you beat? Who you gonna beat? He wants to change the schedule and try to put the best teams I'm on. Talking about you can't beat Aaron Rodgers. We beat Aaron Rodgers. You you yeah. can't beat who else can beat? Who else can beat? No, here we go. The Brett's got a steal, man. They got the same. 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 They got the Dang, coming. Listen, I don't brag about Texas. I know. I know. I know the intro. I think they went fishing. Did they go fishing? They, they went fishing. They, I agree. Listen, I'm a legacy Texan fan, so I can't. I, you know, I got a lot I can say, but I, I'm a legacy we, Texas fan. We, we so. was on top. You know what it is. We was on top. Everybody was skating because they thought we was gonna do it. Yeah, they, that ain't my problem. Did I sleep? We dropped that twenty-four on your on your boy. We dropped that twenty-four on your boy. Love after that. Everybody was getting nervous. Um, yeah, man. Bill O'Brien was getting nervous too. They stopped crying. Yeah, well, guess what Bill O'Brien doing now? He crying. They ain't won a championship. Watch. I'm calling Bill O'Brien's head football coach to the Jaguars. I'm calling it. Hey, Look, fire, fire him today. Fire him today. Same day you hire him, fire him. Bill You better fire him the same day you hire him. Monday. Brian Brian Flores is a head football coach of Chicago Bears. Uh, Brian I, and they about to fire David Cutliffe. He just started. He just had the job. What I did. You know what? The Texans. You know what? It's, it's legitimate. I think he was just a replacement guy for the Deshaun Watson. He was a distraction getter for the Deshaun Watson situation. What distraction? Well, you know how I feel about that. You know, some yeah. someone. I'm sorry. You you know is that. Never mind. Let me not even go there. But I think he was just the foul guy. Let's say that he was the foul guy, and he ain't really at the foul. Watch the watch. They'll they'll hire somebody from New England. They'll probably give it to uh to, to what's his face the, the Northern New England because apparently the McNairs love New England. I don't know what their infatuation with everybody from New England. They trying to get their own Deflate Gate, I guess. I don't understand that, but it's whatever. Well. <sighs> I guess uh, we'll wrap this up, guys. If if y'all what, what's what's going to be on uh, so y'all kind of continue this discussion probably a little bit tomorrow night. So what do y'all got going for tomorrow night? What's y'all going to talk about on that so dope? Uh, we'll definitely talk about the Cowboys and we're going to talk about some football tomorrow, most definitely. JD, don't let them, don't let them team up on you, man. Oh uh, man, you know you know we'll we'll, we'll play we'll play it safe. We'll play no, we're we're going to play it all right. We're going to play it all right. Yeah. We, gotta, we have to we have to give our NFL predictions and playoff Gators predictions. Longhorns, stay where they at. Hey, it, it, it's it's not physical, it's not about to be that way for long. Because when the, when y'all come to that swamp, when y'all come to that swamp, y'all coming to a different place. We never agree on Tim Tebow, so I just stopped talking. Did you listen? Okay, hold on. Let's do this. Let's do this. Tim Tebow got a Heisman Trophy. 
I, I see now. now this, I made y'all made. I made, I like Tim Tebow. I, I think I like I, Tim I mean, Tebow. He won I, NFL made apparently, but that's okay. I love Tim. We got national championships, baby. I think he got a raw deal to be honest with you. I think he most definitely did. I think in today's NFL with the two quarterbacks. With the two quarterbacks. Don't do that, Corey. Don't do that, Corey. Don't do that, Corey. Don't do that. I think he would have played a lot more right now. I think Tim Tebow would be on a roster right now if he, you go back. If he, he, he would have been a hell of a defensive lineman, I'll tell you hey, that. Hey, hey, he lasted longer than Vince Young. Man, the Vince Young. He even made a comeback. Okay, let's have tell you. They know, they know, hey, they know I respect Vince Young. Vince Young got a raw deal too. He got a raw deal too. He got a raw deal. He has to live with Jeff Fisher. What changed with Vince Young when the Steve McNair thing happened? I think that really affected Vince Young. I really do. I, oh, I think most definitely, he, most definitely. He was a father-like figure, and I think that really affected him. Uh, he got a raw deal. The whole situation was sad, but I think that kind of after that, it, it really played. But I mean, Vince Young to me, hands down, greatest college quarterback ever. Uh, I, think, I mean, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest college quarterback ever? It cannot be Tim Tebow. Danny Warfel. Danny Warfel. It was going to be a Gator. It was going to be a Gator. But you might as well say Steve Sparrier. No, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. that. The things that Vince Young can do when the game was on the line. Oh, the I, game I, look. Was never over. Like, I can't, I can't take I that can. away from Vince. I can't take that part away you from know, Vince. They know I, I, they know I respect you. Now, and I'm like, I used to feel like maybe it was Vince. And here – I hate to say what I'm about to say, but Uh-oh. like when Sean played with Clemson, kind of no, no, it ain't on the same level. It ain't on the same level. Don't, don't do that to you. Dude, no, he no, no. Beat twice. He should have, and he, he did. Beat them twice, and you know what? I would have been gone. more grateful he, if he beat him that second he, time. Only one on field. Vince like, Young beat a pro team over USC. There you go. Vince Man. Young beat a pro team. And I can't take nothing away from Vince Young. Because oh, Vince Young had me in all. I'm not saying he did. He, he beat S. But. You said. I, I guess uh, I'm thinking about. I think that was probably the greatest. But Bama is now. That, that game versus was. what it, uh, USC was. Then, I feel like we ain't never seen nothing like Bama. It's, we pretty much playing King of the Hill with Bama. Bama. That's what we did. That's the entire Hill. SEC. Like, and if, yeah, you, you got money involved. You might as well just put them up there. Yeah. You might as well just do it. And I hate to say that because I do not like Alabama, but it's the truth. They, they are just too good. No, no, don't don't lie to yourself. That, we found I out that they not. Don't you lie. If you had Bama playing on Sunday against any one of them, them pro teams out there, they might get a couple of them. It's the Texans? Oh, they can, best be, they can definitely beat the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can definitely. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, pump your brakes, homie. Yeah, you Let me go call Paul Wall them. Nobody you sitting sideways. Nobody. I don't know about them beating the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe the Texans, maybe, you know, 
maybe the Bengals because they got a lot of youth. I know they made it to the playoffs. They playing out of control, but you know, maybe 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 the Jaguars, Look, but he you know, he must be talking about that team where they had Chad Hutchinson and uh, Drew Henson starting. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Talking about old Parcells. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he talking about them teams. That's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm maybe just, they could, maybe they could back then. I, I have no doubt in my mind that Alabama eventually, at one point in time, could have probably been the NFL team. That team they probably could have. Nick Saban is mm, possessed. I don't that dude right there, man. I don't hey, you you already know how I feel. Just just sprinkle a little magic, a little family magic on there, and you know it is what it is. But is he I, about to turn seventy or eighty? I don't. He's he's a, he's listen. He's about to turn into another championship if somebody don't stop him. Uh, well, Georgia already stopped him. Hey, when he die, he gonna turn into a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, oh, boy. He done put what some Lil Wayne that? words. They said so. Basically, we had to assassinate him <laughs> to you make know, him if, great. If, if, if the statue, the statue of Nick Saban has to be the one when he's like throwing off his <laughs> throwing off his headset and he's cussing somebody. Out. Nah, that trophy gonna be that uh that uh that uh Aflac duck commercial in that blue jacket. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, guys, you know, I- my <laughs> I've enjoyed it tonight, man. I, I, this, is, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I think we should do it again sometime, J.D. I, I appreciate you taking your time no, out. No, no problem. Show. It's been a lot of fun with the, the weekly wrap-up show, Dope Edition. So maybe we can uh, have this for once in a while to wrap up in two big games. The Bulldogs have week. We'll have the game uh, Friday night at home, the Chapel Hill versus Bullard. Then we'll be in uh, Henderson on Tuesday of next week for another big game against Henderson. Um, I'd like to thank tonight's sponsor for the show, Zono's Insurance. Shout out to Zoe. Thank you for Guys, Zona? It's, it's been fun. Uh, enjoyed it. Make sure y'all check out That's So Dope podcast tomorrow night with Vince, J.D., and, and Corey. Uh, they'll continue this discussion and uh, have some more for you tomorrow night, so make sure you tune in. Uh, for J.D., Vince, and Corey, I'm Brett. We'll catch you next time right here on the Bulldog Sports Network. Later. Oh, oh.